We're just two days away from game one of the first round of the Western Conference playoffs between the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. Who better to bring on as a guest than not only the voice of the Sacramento Kings, but also the voice of the NBA for ESPN. He was calling NBA Finals games last year, the ones that the Warriors were in, the ones that the Warriors won enough of to win the World Championship. It's always an absolute pleasure to bring my friend on this program, Mark Jones. His daughter, Sophia, sometimes joins us as well. But today, it's Mark, and we're going to talk about the Warriors and Kings. Stay tuned. Should be a fun show. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay, and more specifically, eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So go. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Mark Jones, the voice of the Sacramento Kings, and of course ESPN. He was calling NBA Finals games last year uh, when the Warriors were in there. You can follow him on ES on, on Twitter at Mark Jones ESPN. Mark, such a pleasure. And did you expect this early in your tenure being the play-by-play -play voice of the Sacramento Kings to see your team already get into the playoffs? Crazy. Oh, your thoughts, sir. And good to see you. It, yeah, they went from zero to 100 real quick, right? I mean, <laughs> year one was kind of like the COVID thing. You're one on the job for me. Then year two, uh, we got back to normalcy halfway through the season. Year three, brand new head coach, new roster, boom, third seed. I'm like, holy cow. It, it, it happened, seemed like it happened faster even than it really did for me at times, but great to see the first meeting ever between Golden State and Sacramento in the playoffs. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. It's incredible that this is the first year, not only that they met in the playoffs, but that they both had a winning record. Uh, before we jump into this, how how much do the fans in Sacramento love you? Sports is full of superstition. We were talking about this off the air, um, about how you come in and just a year or two later, they're in the playoffs. How many fans are associating you with the success? Any? They, they, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and be modest here, but they like I've, I've seen a lot of and heard a lot of stuff like, man, you're the good luck charm. And yes the best signing by the organization in the last three i'm like hold it i'm not i'm not fox or sabonis i'm just happy to be the curator on the microphone and the guys <laughs> but if they're going to affiliate and associate me with winning then I'm, I'm happy with that i'm just glad that it's finally swung the winning way after 16 and a half years right Absolutely, man. And it was awesome the last time they were in the playoffs. I just love the fact that we might have a rivalry here potentially uh, between the two Northern California teams. And you and Bob Fitzgerald are two of the greatest voices covering basketball. Northern California is stoked. Uh, as impartial as you could possibly be, Mark, um, and I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure. Oh, yeah. I know you, dude, everyone wants you. So the fact that you're coming on here, it makes me feel flattered and honored. Um, as objective as you could be, given you are the voice of the Kings, how are you foreseeing this series? Uh, you know, so Kings fans, they're brimming with confidence. They think that the Kings have a real shot and could win this series. 
Uh, meanwhile, Warriors fans are Warriors fans. You know, they got their own confidence. What are your thoughts about this series? Man, I, you know, off the rip, I think like there's a lot of people around Sacramento, uh, me included, that feel like, okay, there's a, we're playing with house money scenario. That's kind of the natural instinctive reaction. But then I think about Mike Brown's initial press conference with the Sacramento Kings. He says, hey, I didn't come here to coach regular season games. So this is when his real season starts. And he's spoken playoffs and championships into existence from day one. He said, hey, guys, when we're in the playoffs, we got to be like this. When we're in the playoffs, we got to be like that. It's always been a win, not if. Um, so I think that the expectation for the franchise, the players and the coaching staff is, and, and I think they're going to exceed expectations here. I, I foresee this being a six or even a seven game series between these two. Uh, I know it's been 17 years almost since the Kings have been in the playoffs of the postseason, but you know, when you look at people talk about the inexperience factor, I think that is a non non starter. I, I, I look at being Mr. Clutch this year. Uh, I look at Sabonis leader in double doubles, uh, rebounding all the triple doubles, another all-star. Um, I just think that this team has always looked beyond making the playoffs to actually making a mark in the playoffs. So in that sense, because of that, I see it playing out to be a six or even a seven game series. That's that's I, I I'm with you on the six or at least six. I don't know if it's going to go seven, right. but uh, my prediction was six. I just because, you know, some Warriors fans uh, are, you know, with, with a lot of brash. Uh, are, are saying five games. I've heard sweep. I, I give this Kings too much respect. Um, they're too good of a team. I, you know, I, Mark, let me, I'm going to read you some stats. Uh, this will benefit sure. the audience and maybe this will benefit us as well. Uh, and then at the conclusion of me reading these, there's about eight or nine different stats for the Kings and Warriors. You tell me if there's anything to read into it uh, sure. between these two teams. So uh, in terms of defense, uh, these two teams struggle there. The Kings were 25th in the NBA in points given up. The Warriors were 21st uh, in terms of offensive rating. The Kings dominated this category. They averaged 118.6 points per 100 possessions. The Warriors uh, were 10th at 115.1 um, uh, defensive rating. Uh, this is a category the Warriors were a little better at. They finished 14th in this category. The Sacramento Kings 24th. I'm almost there. Is it, uh, so assists, right. the Warriors led the NBA in assists with 29.8, but then the Kings were third at 27.3 uh, points per game. The Kings were number one in the NBA, averaging 120.7. The, the Warriors second at 118.9. Three-pointers made, the Warriors led the league, but the Kings were fifth. Uh, Three-point percentage, the Warriors were second. The Kings were ninth. And last stat I'll read to you, field goal percentage, the Kings were solid here. Second in the NBA at 49.4%. The Warriors down a little bit at 12th, largely because of just how many threes they put up versus twos. That's a lot of stats I just gave gave to you there and to the audience. Anything that sticks out to you there, anything people should read into, anything that surprised you, your thoughts? It, it tells me that the two teams are very similar, um, especially defensively. Um, you know, when you look at, you know, Sacramento's 24th defensive rating, the, the Warriors a little bit better 14th. Um, one of the mitigating factors that some of those numbers won't show is that Sacramento's, and this is where analytics can lie to you, right? Sacramento this year, having seen or called all 82 of their games, 
they have gotten key stops when they needed it most. And that's mm-hmm. why they ended up with 48 wins this year. Their fourth quarter defensive rating, I don't even know what it is, but I know I would bet everything I own in this world that it's better than the 24th overall rating that they have. Um, that 14th defensive rating for Golden State, we all know that in that 14, there's a home and there's a road, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and because of the fact that they're going to have to play the majority or at least the first two on the road, therein lies the secret sauce. Therein lies the fact why I'm giving Sacramento a very good chance of uh, having a great chance in this series because we all know defensively uh, the Warriors have struggled. But the big caveat, GP2 is rounding into form and Andrew Wiggins is going to be back. Correct. Those are the intriguing things on the defensive side. Offensively, you know, I, I see that I remember doing a game earlier this year down to Chase Center in San Francisco, and the Warriors hung 90 points on us, 91 on us in the first half. And we weren't that far behind. I, you know, I think we had 80 something. And I don't, I won't be surprised to see this series average in the 120s or even, you know, the high 120s because of the way the styles that they play. Right. It's going to duck and duck and sleep in the streets and God bless the defensive coordinators for each of the respective. <laughs> I will say this, Mark, Warriors fans miss uh, uh, the head coach of the Sacramento Kings, Mike Brown. His absence was felt. When we come back, uh, I would love to get your opinion on, because no one can answer this and no one has a clear answer. I hear so many, I don't knows. Uh, and maybe I'll hear the same from you, but I'm curious to know what your opinion is. Opinion in, sorry, it is that was weird. Sure. On, on why the Warriors struggled so much on the road, because that was mm. insane. They finished 11 and 30 for a defending world champion. That is asinine, in my humble yeah. opinion. I'll get your answer when we come back. All right, time to take a quick break to talk about one of our newer sponsors, eBay Motors. For a championship team like the Golden State Warriors, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. All you have to do is add your ride to my garage and then look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Every dayers, those that's those of you who watch this show on a daily basis. Tomorrow on the show, Kylan Mills joins me. We're going to pre- give the last preview for the Warriors and the Kings and also reveal who we voted for for the Locked On NBA Awards. But right now, Mark Jones joins me, the voice of NBA basketball for ESPN and the Sacramento Kings. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark Jones ESPN. 
Mark, in your opinion, you've called a handful of Warriors games. They've been on national TV a lot. Why did the Warriors struggle so much, in your opinion, on the road? You know, what? I, I think there is a little bit of a, uh, and not to discount the coaching abilities of the people that run the defense now for the Warriors, they miss Mike Brown. Um, yeah. I've firsthand, defensively, how meticulous he is with this group. And you can throw that defensive rating of 24 out the window. Uh, it, it, they are better than what the numbers show there. Um, uh, to be able to fix and correct system failure defensively in real time when given the opportunity with timeouts and teaching, he's done a good job with the personnel that we have right now. Um, but when you look at the discrepancy between Golden State at home versus on the road defensively, that, that's mind-boggling. Uh, the scary thing is, with the Warriors, now that they've got Wiggins back, he's the best point of attack defender that the Warriors have. He was arguably, everyone would agree, the second best player in the series last year when they won the championship. And people wonder whether there's a switch that the Warriors can suddenly turn on and extension. Remember now, Steph Curry began last year's playoffs on the bench. Correct. People forget, he was coming back from an injury. He was on the bench. He was a non-starter. And they built and gradually had momentum and ended up winning it all. I would not be surprised to see the same type of scenario exist here, although they won't have home court in the first round. Only one other team has been ranked sixth seed or higher and won it, and that was the Houston Rockets. They were sixth seed and won the NBA championship. I don't see a reason why Golden State can't do that. Um, Having said all that, it's just a matter of, is there enough time for Wiggins and Peyton and the core group to bring those two factions together and to make it happen? Uh, They're gonna be, they're gonna be required to have their stuff ready from the jump with the Sacramento team. Because if it were any other matchup, if it were say the Clippers, who aren't as proficient an offensive team as Sacramento is, it wouldn't be quite the baptism by fire mm. for they being able to throw it all together quickly. But because Sacramento, you know the Kings going to go out there and, and they're going to play at a high pace. They're going to score 121 points a game. Uh, they're going to score after made baskets. I, I think I saw a stat that Sacramento is amongst league leaders in scoring buckets after makes by the opposing team. Interesting. So, They've run it right back up the gut at other teams and scored while the other team's taking pictures, you know. So uh, that's going to be fascinating. But anything's possible with that Warriors group. After last year, I, I thought I'd seen it all when, you know, Steph came off the bench and they weren't quite 100 percent and they built momentum in the playoffs and eventually became champs. Yeah, that's a great call. Steph uh, came off the bench the first four games of that Nugget series, partly because Jordan Poole was playing so well starting. Uh, that Steph just, you know, being the, the relatively humble person he is, he just was like, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to start. I'll come off the bench. Um, you know, one matchup that people are talking about here, I got you just for a couple more minutes. Um, cool. And again, you can follow Mark Jones on Twitter at ESPN and I'll touch on the Wiggins thing uh, later in the show. Um, the, a huge matchup people are talking about, and, and it's something I'm very curious to watch as well is Sabonis versus Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Um, that's likely going to be the matchup when Sabonis has the ball, maybe not the whole game, just so that Draymond Green isn't worn out. But in those 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 huge crunch time minutes, especially 
you will see Draymond on Sabonis the way we saw Draymond last year in the first round guarding Nikola Jokic. Right. What do you see in that matchup? I'm excited for it. It's one of the best offensive bigs in the game. Just one of the best bigs, period, in the game versus one of the best defenders ever. What do you foresee in that? Yeah, that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. I know one yeah. thing. Um, Draymond is going to have to work harder than he has against a lot of other bigs, a lot mm -hmm. of other fives that he guards. Because the one thing that makes Sabonis so unique, a lot of times he's the rake-and-take guy off the glass. He'll get it off the boards and take it all the way up the floor as opposed to, um, you know, other traditional bigs will hit the outlet man, hit the guard, and he'll bring it up on the break. Uh, Sabonis um, triggers a lot of stuff in transition for Sacramento, who, who was in the top 10 in pace. Um, so that brings into account a little bit of um, a fitness factor for, for Draymond and, you know, not questioning his fitness level or what kind of shape he's in, but he's going to have to work. You know, they're going to run the wheels off him a little bit if he's the match against Sabonis. And then Sabonis, you know, he tracks a lot of space from baseline to baseline, uh, between the elbows, between the free throw lines, uh, very active. He triggers a lot of the dribble handoff stuff. So Draymond's going to be put in a lot of actions um, and have to go either fight through screens, fight over screens. Uh, a lot of defensive communication going to be required, which he's really good at. But he's going to be tested if, if Sabonis is the primary cover for him. And then Sabonis, you know, is he's 18, 12, and seven assists per game. So uh, there's no resting at that end of the floor for him. Absolutely. It's incredible that when all said and done, that trade for Sabonis actually evened out. Oh, it was um, great. great trade. I mean, yeah. people were people were some of my colleagues at ESPN were saying, oh, this is basketball malpractice. See, that's why Sacramento's in the lottery every year. It was a fantastic trade. It for was. Both. Yeah, I mean, Sabonis became an all-star again, and he's never played this well. Sabonis told me that he and Mike Brown sat down in the preseason, had a meeting about how he was going to unlock him, and Mike said, Here, here's what I want you to do, and it's all played out perfectly. And, you know, on the other side of the equation, Tyrese Halliburton became an all-star for the Pacers, so... It was a good trade for both ends. Absolutely. And I think part of what made it work really was De'Aaron Fox also elevating his game so that you yeah. didn't feel the absence of Halliburton as much. Um, I got to think yeah. Fox, that's a big thing with, with this uh, matchup because De'Aaron, people are saying he's never been in the playoffs before. You know, he came to Sacramento as a 19-year-old. He grew with the franchise. They've seen him mature into a young man. They use inexperience, the critics do, against Sacramento. But if you're telling me the guy that's hit you know, three game winners I can remember off the top of my head against Orlando, Chicago, and Utah this year, and has led the NBA in fourth quarter scoring for most of the year, the NBA leader in clutch time scoring to end the season. He's a hands, he's got to be a lock for the Jerry West inaugural clutch time award. Uh, I'm not worried about De'Aaron Fox in the playoffs. He's ready for the bright lights. Love it. There you go. And I'm just, I'm just excited for this series. Are we going to hear you call any of the games uh, between the Warriors and Kings on national TV? Yeah. I'm going to be doing game one on ABC. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's why Doris, Doris Burke is in town. We're going to go to dinner and uh, be along with uh, Malika Andrews calling that. So um, yeah, we're really thrilled. You know, a lot of my colleagues never get a chance to see Sacramento and this is the first time that they're going to be on national TV on ABC, I want to say since like 2006. Wow. So it's a big occasion for the network and for the city. There's a great vibe uptown, downtown, midtown, out to the suburbs. And um, 
yeah, I'll be calling game one on national TV for ABC Saturday night, 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 local time. And then I'll be on game two as well, ABC yes. uh, Sports California. And then depending on my schedule, game three is kind of up in the air right now, but right. should at the end of the weekend. Looking for this is going to be fun. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. And I'm yeah. happy for you on a side note because you travel so much. So you yeah. actually don't have to travel for, for change covering games. Exactly. You, you get to actually relax yeah. for a few years. Um, and last thing before we go, uh, sure. look, everyone knows you're all about being a, a girl dad. Um, Sophia, your daughter is, is a frequent guest on the show. We're going to bring her back on soon, by the way, she a point guard for San Jose state. Uh, I saw her, um, filling in, uh, uh, doing sideline duties for NBC sports in Sacramento while you were calling the game. It was awesome. And then last night, speaking of fathers and daughters, you were calling that playing game between the bulls and the Raptors where yeah. we were introduced to uh, DeMar DeRozan's daughter DR DeRozan, who literally made a difference. What was it like being there? Was it as loud as we heard on TV? Please share that experience. Yeah, okay. Well, let, me, let me give you the insights on that from, from my chair at Play by Play Sports. At one point in the game, my producer gets in my ear and says, Cassidy Hubbard, our sideline reporter, has identified DeMar's daughter behind the basket, and she's been yelling and screaming every time the Raptors shoot. <laughs> Goes, Jonesy, next time there's a free throw by the Raptors, I want you to cue it up and lay out as she's screaming. So I said, well, the Raptors right now struggling from the free throw line. They're just 57%. They've left a lot of meat on the bone. And here's one of the reasons why. And we we're showing her on air. And I said, listen to what she's doing, folks. And it's making a difference. So I laid out and you heard her piercing scream. Oh. And another clang by whoever it was. I can't remember, but. I said at the end of the broadcast, I said, Billy Donovan has to give her a game ball tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> her free throw line defense was was amazing, but it was a it was a nice story. It was a great moment. And uh, DeMar is very much attached to the city of Toronto and his his young daughter spent a lot of time there when she was was growing up. So it was it was a nice triumphant return. And DeMar said, Yeah, I'm gonna let you take a couple of days off school. You come with dad and hang out. And so yeah, she contributed to the win in her own unique way. You had Raptors players admitting that. I think it was uh, Pascal Siakam who said after the game that it made a difference. The Raptors shot 50%, 18 for 36 at home. It clearly made a difference. It was incredible. I had, and I, I feel like you saw DeMar have that look of a proud parent after the game too. I, I don't know if you noticed that as well, yeah. but that was phenomenal. Father and uh, yeah, he, he loves his kids and he's part of the girl dad club. And uh, <laughs> she had on, you could tell, I'm like, geez, that makes sense. Yeah, she's wearing a number 10 uh, jacket, and uh, it, it was fun. It was really cute post-game to hear him kind of talk about how much uh, affection he has for his daughter. So Absolutely. Yeah, it was incredible. She's going to have to get on that team charter and go to Miami, too, for that, <laughs> oh, for that, play, that next playing game for the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Absolutely. I've had yeah. you on for way too long, Mark. Take off. Go relax. Anything you want to promote before you go? People can follow you again on Twitter at Mark Jones ESPN. Anything else you want to promote? Oh, man, just watch the game on Saturday and watch the game on Monday and throughout the series. It's going to be a fun series. I think this is one of the most intriguing matchups of the first round. And, you know, you got the Northern California neighbor thing, a couple of cities separated by, you know, 82 miles. And this is a little bit new for me. I'm, I'm catching it from both sides, right? Because as, as a national broadcaster for over 30 years, I've got friends on both sides of, both sides of the ledger. And it's been uh, very new. <laughs> 
constant enlightening to see how um, we're not walking on eggshells, but being a little bit careful about what we're saying. <laughs> you know, Dipl it's very, being very diplomatic. I think you're saying yeah, the right very, things. <laughs> very respectful dance and dialogue. <laughs> Absolutely. And kudos yeah. on being a phenomenal girl dad. I see it with Sophia and, and she's going to be back on soon where I'm, I always love her insights. I mean, never mind the fact that you played, but she plays. I mean, why wouldn't anyone love those that, yeah. that kind of uh, experience and perspective? So, Mark, can't wait to hear you on the call. Thank you, as always, man. Really, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for taking the time to come on this show. Um, and excited to hear you, sir. And thank you. You do a great job, man. Keep up the fantastic work. Love listening thank to you. Thank you, Talk sir. To thank you. Take care. All right, time to give some love to the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network, FanDuel. Grand slams, no-hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the Major League Baseball action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up. Place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. It's that simple. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. I cannot thank Mark Jones enough for coming on this program like he always does. Phenomenal human being. I sincerely love him. His daughter is a great human being. Uh, for someone who's still in college, she is killing it. As an aspiring sports broadcaster, uh, I'm definitely going to bring her back on soon as well. Uh, but Mark, thank you, sir. Uh, before we go, I want to play um, a couple sound bites and talk about the news uh, pertaining to Andrew Wiggins. Shams Sharnia first reported uh, alongside Anthony Slater that Andrew Wiggins will play in game one. It is official. And then Steve Kerr uh, in today's uh, practice uh, uh, presser um, also spoke about Andrew Wiggins. And why don't we hear? from the head coach of the defending world champion Golden State Warriors talking about the return of Andrew Wiggins. Did you guys get a lot of good work in today and how did Andrew uh, continue to progress? Yeah, today was a much lighter day um, after the scrimmage yesterday. So we uh, continued to go through our game plan and um, <clears throat> kind of went through uh, a lot of half court stuff, um, but no, no scrimmage today. So, um, it was a good day. Andrew looks great. Uh, he's feeling good and uh, ready to go. And the reports are that Andrew will play 20 to 25 minutes. So he will be on a limited uh, minutes restriction, but 20 to 25 is a beautiful number to ease him back in. Um, and, and really, if anything, that just bodes incredibly well for the Warriors defense, particularly their perimeter defense, um, which is one of the many facets of the game that Andrew Wiggins excels at. Uh, Stephen Curry uh, yesterday also spoke about uh, the return of Andrew Wiggins. And let's hear what uh, the former two-time MVP has to say uh, about that. How did Wiggins look last few days? I don't know how much of the scrimmage you were in or were watching, but in your mind, what's Wiggins looking like these days? 
Uh, he looked good. He, uh, for the most part, played most of the uh, action that we had. Just didn't really like he lost a step. I know it's just a, you know scrimmage and getting back into the the pace of of live basketball. But he looked pretty pretty spry, fresh legs, and hopefully that bodes well for his uh, his return this weekend and figuring out. Figuring out how uh, I many minutes will play and all that type of stuff. We look great. And there was the former two-time MVP, the reigning world champion, reigning NBA Finals MVP, in fact, Stephen Curry, who uh, I, I think has so much at stake in this postseason because if he wins that fifth title, uh, where he stands in terms of legacy, in terms of all-time greatness, I really do believe if the Warriors win the championship this year, uh, Stephen Curry, you can claim with confidence is the greatest point guard in the history of this sport. Um, you, you're putting him on Mount Rushmore. I love Magic Johnson right now. I think that's the title that Magic has earned and has deserved. But if Stephen Curry wins a fifth title, um, I, I, I and with all the measurables, with his influence, with his impact, uh, I, I, I will put Stephen Curry above Magic Johnson if they win the title this year. Stephen Curry will go on the Mount Rushmore of greatness. You'd have to, in fact, put Stephen Curry above LeBron James in terms of listing all-time greats. World titles do matter that much. Draymond Green, uh, just, to the, just the other day, uh, was talking about, I think it was on his podcast, the importance of the regular season and how the Warriors, and and or the lack of importance, I'm sorry, for the regular season, and how no one talks about the 73-win Golden State Warriors and how important of a lesson that was that Draymond learned because it made him and his teammates realize, okay, what matters the most in terms of legacy, what matters the most in terms of greatness is not regular season accolades, it's postseason accomplishments. And for them to win a fifth and for Stephen Curry to be the leader of a franchise who has won five world titles, I'm sorry, I'm putting Steph on Mount Rushmore of the all-time greats if he wins a fifth world title. Some people will criticize and say, well, Kobe Bryant still deserves to be ahead of him. Look at the numbers. Stephen Curry, in terms of his impact, his influence, uh, in terms of his, his, his again, his overall uh, impact on the game, his impact on the Warriors. Um, I don't remember Kobe Bryant ever leading a team to 73 wins on a side note. Um, above everything else. So I, I, I will put Stephen Curry, if he wins that fifth title, up there as the greatest point guard, and I will put him on Mount Rushmore. So the stakes are high this postseason. And if you've been tuning into this show from the beginning, you've heard me uh, make that correlation for this current Golden State Warriors team and the 1995 Houston Rockets, uh, who also, as Mark Jones alluded to earlier in this segment, uh, were the sixth seed, yet made it to the NBA Finals and won uh, a second straight world championship. I think the second one, if I'm not mistaken, was against the uh, Shaquille O'Neal's Orlando Magic. Uh, yeah, so it's it's so so you you know that the Warriors, if there's any team that can flip that switch, it is this Golden State Warriors team. Um, who, again, when you look at the measurables, they're all still in their prime. When you look at these veterans, Stephen Curry turned 35 this year, still averaged 29.4 points per game, still shot over 40% from beyond the arc. He is still the best point guard in the NBA, 
Currently, Draymond Green, still one of, if not the best defender in the game. Klay Thompson had his third highest uh, scoring average in his career. I don't see him being a defensive liability, unlike the critique that some others uh, lay on him. So this team is primed for another world championship run, uh, regardless of their struggles uh, 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 during the regular season. Uh, tomorrow, Kylan Mills again joins me at 3 p.m. Pacific time uh, to uh, give our final Warriors-Kings preview. Um, and then following that game, Hall of Famer Rick Barry and I are going to do a two-parter. Rick Barry will join me here on Locked On Warriors, and we're going to give you a post-game live show immediately following game one. And then after that show, Rick and I are going to continue uh, covering the Golden State Warriors on the Rick Barry Show. The Rick Barry Show can only be viewed in live time, in real time, as a live show uh, if you download the Mic'd Up app. And how do you download the Mic'd Up app? If you're watching this on YouTube, it's right down there where it says download the Mic'd Up app. So be sure to uh, uh, download that. You can cons you can submit audio questions with the app even during the show. So if something comes to mind and you've already uploaded a question, you can upload another one while you are watching Rick and I uh, talk. So um, it, it's it's awesome engagement. It's not just the chat feature. You can literally upload your, your voice, um, and then we will play those clips during the show, your questions, your comments. Um, so that's how Rick and I do our shows. We do them live on the Mic'd Up app. And again, it's M-I-C apostrophe D up. Um, and then uh, a day or two later, the show is uploaded to Rick's YouTube channel, uh, which is at Rick Barry's house. And you can also see that right there on that graphic. So that is, uh, that's how we're doing this on Saturday. It's going to be a live post game show on locked on warriors. Um, and then, uh, the party continues. Well, hopefully it's a party. Hopefully the warriors win game one, which I am predicting by the way, my prediction in case you're unfamiliar, I think I've said this on the show a few times now, but I'm predicting the warriors to win this series in six games. Uh, I'm not feeling five wouldn't surprise me because the warriors I do feel are, are not just a better team. Uh, than the Sacramento Kings. They are a much better team than the Sacramento Kings. The question is, is the regular season Warriors going to show up or are the defending world champion Golden State Warriors going to show up to this series? If it's the defending world champions, they're going to take care of business. Wouldn't surprise me if they won this series in five. But because of what I saw in the regular season, I don't know if the Warriors are there yet in terms of playing at the peak of their powers. And as a result of that, um, to say that the Warriors are going to win the series in five you're asking for the Warriors to win not one, but two road games this series. It is possible. I could see the Warriors winning game five in Sacramento. I don't think that's out of the realm of reality, uh, but I also do respect the Sacramento Kings team. And look, beating the Warriors uh, two games in a best of seven, that's that's an accomplishment, all right? That will garner the Sacramento Kings respect. The Warriors were never pushed to seven games last year uh, for very good reasons. So if the Kings do push this series to six, Kudos, Sacramento. It's your first playoff appearance in, what, 16 years? Um, but I just don't see the, the Kings having really a shot of winning this series. Uh, I'm predicting the Warriors in six. Uh, Kylan Mills and I again tomorrow at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we'll we'll uh, broadcast a live show right here. And then one more time, uh, Saturday night after game one of the Warriors and Kings tip off at 5.30 on ABC. Mark Jones, as you learned from just watching uh, a few moments ago, will be calling that game. Um, and then immediately following that game, NBA Hall of Famer, Golden State Warriors legend, Rick Barry and I uh, will be first hosting right here on Locked On. He will be my guest, uh, and then we'll continue 
of the Warriors coverage uh, live on the Mic'd Up app. That is where the Rick Barry Show broadcasts live. So download the app uh, if you want to uh, uh, have no glitches Saturday night. Um, and then you could check uh, both Rick and I and out for for that for the duration. Uh, until then, tomorrow at 3 p.m., Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, Kotlin Mills and I, uh, we're going to recap. Uh, we're going to give the final preview of the Warriors-King series. We're also going to uh, reveal who we voted for for the Locked On Awards, uh, which includes uh, the, lo- the Locked On NBA Awards. I'm sorry, more specifically. Uh, that includes MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, um, every host on this network. Um, also uh, uh voted we, we it was our first annual um nba uh, awards for the locked on podcast network um so we'll reveal who we voted for and we'll also reveal who the winners were um for all those categories which also included an all nba team uh, which also included uh an all defensive team uh an all rookie team there's a lot that we voted on um so so we'll we'll reveal those uh on tomorrow's show in addition to providing the final preview and we'll be live so if you want to join us on our youtube show uh, tomorrow, Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Until then, thank you again to Mark Jones. Always a pleasure. Sincerely love him. Uh, his daughter is also very talented, and uh, she's she's a regular guest on this show. She'll be back soon. Um, and then we'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. Thank you, everyone. Take care.